Uh, Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 10. Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down, having wrath. He knows that he has just a short short time. Amen. I want to focus this morning here on the, the words in verse 11. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. How many have a testimony this morning? Hallelujah. How many the Lord has done something in their life? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got a testimony this morning in my heart and on my mind. And this, uh, this scripture paints for us a scene in heaven. It is a scene of celebration and victory. When I was uh, turned to this verse of scripture here just a little while ago, and I have no problem sharing with you that this is, uh, this is just fresh because of that change in direction for me. Uh, as I was reading this in the office here, I, I had a vision when the children of Israel crossed through the Red Sea and the Lord caused the waves to crash down on the Egyptian army and on the shore side, the song of Miriam came up. It was a song of great celebration and great victory. I'm here to remind somebody, and please don't turn me down. I'm here to remind somebody this morning that the church, oh my, say the church, the church, Hallelujah. And you know, when I get my, my head starts going through those hymns, but we're, we're not talking about just a, a social body. We're not just talking about another social organization or another structure. We're talking about the living, breathing, uh, live. It's the soul, the body of God Almighty, the church, the hands and the feet of the Lord. We're not talking about something that, uh, that, that it, that will that was born and will live and die in the natural realm. No, sir, this is born of Almighty God. We are part of the Spirit of Christ. Hallelujah. It's the church triumphant, and it is victorious. Praise the Lord. 
The Bible said that the gates of hell shall rise against the church, but the word of the Lord goes on to say that when that occurs, that the Spirit of God will raise up a standard and there will be a, a protection and a covering. The church triumphant will march on. Praise God. Uh, envision with me, if you will, the children of Israel coming across the Red Sea on dry land. Uh, boy, pastor, that seems awful, awful far-fetched. And the young boy was in Sunday school and he went home and his dad said, what, what did you hear in Sunday school today? And the boy rattled up some, some crazy story and and uh, the dad said, that, that's not possible. Did you really hear that in Sunday school? And he said, no, but if I told you the story that she taught us, you really wouldn't believe that. He went, well, you, the, the, the sea and the, and the waves went back and the dry ground and the people walked through and, and the Egyptian army was wiped out. That's unbelievable, dad. I want to tell you, that's just how I believe it happened. The word of the Lord said it, and that's just how I'm going to accept that it happened happen. Praise the Lord. And so that's the vision that I have of this. It's a celebration in heaven. It's the glory of God. It's the, it's the praise and the worship of those that have overcome. Amen. And there's so many things that we can talk about. Overcome what? What did we overcome? We overcome uh, sin. We overcome death, hell, and the grave. We overcome the, the temptations of this old world. We've overcome the, 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 the wars and the things of this old flesh. Nothing in us, but by the Spirit of Almighty God, because greater is He that is in us than He that is in this old world. I'm talking to you this morning about the power of the church. Uh, amen. Go ahead. Get a vision of the church as overcoming, celebrating in the kingdom of God, the realm of glory, the dimension of Christ and God Almighty. It's a celebration. It's a season of joy. We're celebrating that the enemy of our soul has been cast down and, uh, 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 and we have overcome the accuser, those that have gone before God day and night, those that have come into our mind, but your past, but, but the things you've done, but your failures, but, but those things. And, and God, have you considered my servant thus and so? And the Lord said, yeah, but only to a certain dimension. And, uh, and those are the things that we have overcome. The enemy of our soul has been cast down forever out of the presence of the Lord. There is a, a realm of darkness and, and blackness and ultimately there will be the eternal lake of fire that is the destination of the accuser of our souls. But the church triumphant, the mighty church of almighty God, the power of God, the people of God stand in the realm Oh, hallelujah. They stand in the realm of glory, worshiping and celebrating this great, this great overcoming, this great overcoming story. Verse 11 says, they. Who is the they? They are those that have been accused by 
Satan. Those that have been accused, I want to say that the they here, we might as well envision it as the church. We are the they. You are the they. They that have experienced this gospel message. They that have been born again, water and spirit. They that have endured faithful to the end. They that have kept hold of the things of Almighty God. They, they are the overcomers. Everyone say overcomers this morning. They overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. I want to tell you that there, there is an overcoming spirit. Uh, there is an overcoming spirit. There's an overcoming attitude. Uh, <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Told you I wasn't going to get evangelistic. Here I am. Turn it up. Uh, would you just lift a hand and love the Lord with me? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm not at a loss for words right now. I have too many words and I'm filtering. Those that have ever preached know what I'm doing right now. I'm just filtering. I'm just filtering. Because there's so much, there's so much in my heart. I want to say, I want to say this. There is a, there is a bit of a righteous indignation in me today. Um, there's a bit of a righteous indignation. I, I feel a little bit, I have a little bit of the spirit of Jesus going in and, and upending the money changer tables. I, I, got, I, got, a, I got a little bit of that in me today where uh, I feel very zealous about the things of God this morning. Uh, uh, because I, I just feel like the church is getting wrapped up in stuff that is unimportant. Our focus has got to be on the, the things of God and the work of the Lord and eternity and souls and salvation. So I have a little bit of righteous indignation in me, but, but at the same time, I, I, I feel a little bit like Moses. There were times that God wanted to wipe out the Israelites and Moses had to withstand God. You can't do that! And then there were times that the people were, were provoking God to anger and Moses had to say to the people, don't do so I feel like I'm a little bit in the middle here today. I want to say to the people, don't do that. And then I want to say to God, but we're just humans in flesh and, and uh, easy. And so the, the Spirit of the Lord is tearing me apart this morning. Can you appreciate that? Amen. And so I'm filtering. I'm filtering today. And maybe at the end the Lord will look at me and say, Dave Farrell was my friend. And, uh, and he did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and, and, and we, got, we got through it all. Okay, they overcame by the blood and the word of their testimony. Now, I want to take you to Ephesians. 
Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. And verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Our war is against principalities, powers, darkness, spiritual wickedness that exist in heavenly places. Therefore, the church has to take on the armor of God that we can withstand in an evil day. The answer for this day is the armor of God. Amen. Cut everything else away. The answer for us today is the armor of God. It's the armor of God. It's the armor of God. So, what is the armor of God? It is the breastplate of righteousness. It is the gospel of peace. It is the shield of faith. It's the helmet of salvation. It's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And it is praying with all supplication in the Spirit. It is being watchful to the end. Amen. Now, so what I want to say to us this morning is we need the armor of God. We need the armor of God. We need the armor of God. And that's, I, I'm going to just come right out and say it. That's all that we need to accomplish the will of God in this day and this hour. It's the armor of God. It's the armor of God. Our warfare is principalities, spiritual wickedness. What else were they? Were any of you even listening? Spiritual wickedness, rulers of darkness, principalities and powers. Our warfare is with the devil. Our warfare is with the devil. Come on, say it with me. Our warfare is with the devil. Hallelujah. Our warfare 
The church's warfare is with the devil. The church's warfare is the enemy of our soul. Our goal is heaven. Our mission is reaching and saving the lost. That is the mission of the church. Our warfare is with the devil, principalities, spiritual wickedness, darkness. That is the war that we must engage ourselves in. It's the war where the church, we're ambassadors of Christ, the church. And in Revelation, we are overcomers and victorious. We are victorious. Victorious over what? We are victorious over, over principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. These are the things that the church is victorious over. We overcame who? We overcame the devil. We saw him cast down and, uh, into eternal darkness. We, we have overcome. We are the church triumphant. We have overcome. And what we have overcome is, is sin and unrighteousness and darkness. That's what we have overcome. And the gospel that, and the, and the armor that we used to do that was righteousness. The gospel. Faith. And salvation. Amen. We're not going to live like the world and be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the power of our testimony. Amen. That's the power of our testimony is not what we've accomplished in the natural realm. The power of our testimony is, by Christ all things are possible. I was lost and without God. I was on my way to a sinner's hell. My family was being destroyed. I, I was bound in vices and things of this old world. I had no victory and no liberty. I had nothing. But oh, I met Jesus. What a Savior. And my life became an overcoming victorious powerful. That's my testimony. You know, we can even get bogged down in debate about who's doctrinally right and, and what, is, what is this. And you know what? People just check out. Well, they're just using the Bible to fight. That Everybody's doing the same thing. I'm, I'm here to say, forget that. Let's focus on the power of our testimony. I don't understand how, and I don't understand who, and I don't understand what it all's about, but let me tell you what happened to me. I was blind, but now I see. I was dying in sin, but now I'm alive forevermore. I didn't know where I was going to turn, but I made my way to a Pentecostal altar, and Jesus turned my life around. I don't understand all the details of it, but let me tell you, I was going to bed in misery. Now I go to bed alive in the spirit of Almighty God. I'm an overcomer, and that's my testimony. That's my testimony. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up 
somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Amen. Let's, let's fight unrighteousness. Let's stand for righteousness, holiness. Amen. I want to live in the glory of God. We're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks on holiness. Holiness under the Lord. Holiness under the Lord. Holiness under the Lord. If you want to fight a fight today, let's fight for righteousness. Let's fight for righteousness. I want holiness in my life. I want righteousness in my life. The church is a righteous body. It is a holy body. It, it's living for God and, and righteous things. Amen. Amen. The power of our testimony is a breastplate of righteousness. It protects us. It protects us. It protects us. Righteousness protects us. Oh, hallelujah. Righteousness protects us. There is a protection that comes with righteousness. Oh, this is the hour to be splitting hairs. This is the hour, Lord, bathe me, baptize me, anoint me in righteousness. There are too, there's too much spiritual darkness and wickedness and too much going on, too much. Oh, Lord, bathe me in righteousness, Lord. Cleanse me, God. Manifest that righteousness in, in outward goodness and outward holiness and outward, Lord. Bathe me in righteousness, God. Bathe me, Lord, in righteousness. So that your glory goes before me and rests on me and your favor keeps me and covers me. There are prayers that we need answered that, that we can do nothing about in our own power. My focus has got to be the righteousness of God. And let him deal with all of the other stuff that I cannot fix in my life. Hallelujah. Focus on righteousness. Lord, have I given you everything in my life? Am I living, uh, am I living the way that you want me to live? Am I doing everything that you want me to do? We talked about that Wednesday night. Lord, I'm going to do all that you've commanded me to do. I want the glory of God. I'm going to do it all. I'm not, I'm not, going, to, I'm not going to sell you short and expect the whole package. No, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you my whole heart, my whole life. I'm going to, I'm going to put on the 
armor, the breastplate of righteousness. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bathe myself in holiness and righteousness, in mind and attitude and spirit and in deed and in all ways, Lord. I'm going to put on righteousness because it's an armor. It will protect me in this day. An armor. An armor. An armor of righteousness. Then I'm going to put on I'm going to cover my feet with the gospel. The gospel. The gospel. The death, the barrier, barrier. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I want my feet covered with that. Have I said to you this world is not our home? Have I said that to you this morning? I want my feet covered with the gospel. What is the gospel? The death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's repentance, water baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Spirit of God in our lives. I, I, want, my, I, want, my, I want my feet baptized. I want my feet protected. Why? Because it, it guards where I go. It guards, it guards how I walk. Hallelujah. It guards, it guards the direction of my life. This gospel, I, I want my feet covered with this gospel. I want to be, be repentant and baptized and filled with God's Spirit. I want, I want the protection of the gospel over my life. I don't want to delete any aspect of it. I don't want to remove any dimension of it. Praise God. I want the gospel covering me. I don't want to remove any portion of the gospel. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to take any part of that out. I, I want my... I want my feet, I want my feet covered. The shield of faith. The enemy fires fiery darts at the church all day long. And even in the night. It, it's his job. There are fiery doubts, uh, uh, fiery darts and it's interesting that it would be called the shield of faith. Uh, I had a Freudian slip there. I said fiery doubts. It's because those fiery darts are designed to cause fear and doubt. That's, that's the whole... And I'm, I'm not... I don't live... There, there are others in here that are much more uh, tuned in to the spiritual dimensions about the workings of the enemy than I am. But... One thing that I know and understand is that there are fiery darts that constantly are um, shot at the church and it is, it is designed to create nothing but fear and doubt. Fear and doubt. And the only thing that will guard against fear and doubt is what? Faith. Faith. Faith, faith, I, 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 faith, say it with me, come on, faith, faith, it's faith, it's faith, 
Part of our, our armor is faith. I'm not afraid about what's going to happen tomorrow. Not because in my flesh I'm not afraid of it. I worry about tomorrow. I worry about the future. I worry. I'm, I'm human. But when those things come, faith. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. So yes, in my faith, I'm unnerved, or in my flesh, I'm unnerved, and, and oh yes, I, I'm, oh my, and, and my retirement, and all, although, yes, that's all natural, and what's, and health, and all those things, but then when I do that, I get into the Word of God, and I prop up the shield of faith. I know that all things work together for good. I know that God's got it all in control. I know that in Revelation, one of these days, I'm going to stand in the presence of the Lord and I'm going to celebrate because I have overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. How many of us really believe this morning, don't put your hand up, how many of us really believe today that everything in this life could be taken from us but we're still okay in the hands of Almighty God? And that in Christ, all things are right. And that in Christ, everything is going to be fine. And that in Christ, I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. And in, in Christ, it's okay. I'm, I am, we, 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 what, what do these songs mean when we sing them? I am sheltered safe in the arms of God. My future is in his hands. The Lord has everything under control. I can have a shield of faith of whatever praise God praise the Lord it's the truth I rebuke this morning a spirit of doubt and fear I rebuke that I rebuke that over you today I rebuke that over you today I rebuke that over you today. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. The Bible says, faith the size of a grain of mustard seed can move a mighty mountain. I can move things through faith that I could never move in the natural. Amen. How many believe God's got it all under control? Come on, do you really believe that? Do you really believe God's got it all under control? Do you really believe God's got it all? in control. Come on, if you really believe God's got it all in control, you can just lift your hands and you can breathe a sigh of relief. God's got it all in control. God's got it all in control. He's got it all 
in control. He's got it all in control. Then there is the helmet of salvation. It is absolutely useless to polish that helmet. Polish that helmet. Look, look at my helmet. The whole point of the helmet is to put it on. Wear it. Put it on. I, I, am, I know I'm not in heaven yet. I know I'm not in heaven yet. But I, I believe with all my heart this morning, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I believe with all my heart this morning, I'm on my way to heaven. I believe with all my heart today that I'm filled with the Spirit of God. I've been buried in His name. I've been washed in His blood. I'm sanctified by His Spirit. I am on my way to heaven. I believe that if the Lord were to come right now, that I would wake up in the glory of glories with the Lord. And while any one of us can stumble along the way and maybe take a, and throw away our eternity with God, Right now, I'm wearing my helmet of salvation. Now, if the enemy can get you to take that helmet off, you become very vulnerable in your mind. You become very vulnerable in your mind. If we take that helmet off, we forget that we are saved. We have experienced salvation. And when I forget that I have experienced salvation, then I become vulnerable to winds of doctrine and attitudes and spirits. But when I put on the helmet of salvation, hallelujah, oh, it becomes a testimony. I don't know what's going on there, but I know what's going on right here. I've been, I have experienced salvation in my life. I don't understand what's all happening and all that, but I know that I have experienced salvation in my life. And no matter what comes what may, if God tells, tells Gabriel to stand out on that balcony and blow that trumpet and tell the saints to come on home, I know that I'm ready. I know that I know that I know that I am ready to meet the Lord. Can I ask somebody this morning in the midst of all the mental turmoil that's going on in your mind and your world, have you thought about for one minute if the Lord were to come right now, am I ready to meet Jesus? If you're not, that is the most important, most important thing that has to be dealt with this morning. I've got to walk out of this building knowing I am ready to meet the Lord, that the helmet of salvation is securely in place. I got to put it on. I have to know I'm ready. I'm ready. How many believe the Lord could come right now? I believe the Lord could come right now. I believe the Lord could come right now. The most important issue that I face right now in my life is to make sure that I'm saved. I am telling you the God's honest truth this morning. That is the most, single most important issue in my life is making sure 
that I'm saved. That I'm saved. Amen. Amen. Preacher, what are you doing? What are you doing? Our focus has got to be on the eternal, on the spiritual. We, we are poised right now on the verge of, I think, the greatest, the greatest revival, an end time last days revival, where I believe the Lord wants the church to get prepared and ready for a tremendous harvest of souls. Would you, would you lift a hand in, Lord, Lord, do a mental shift in our heads right now, Jesus. Revival of souls. Revival of souls. Revival of souls. Revival of souls. Lord, a revival of souls. 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 How many think that's what God's most worried about right now? I think that that's what God's most worried about right now, is a revival of souls. Amen. Um, Daniel and the Hebrew boys focused on not defiling themselves. They focused on not defiling themselves. We're not going to defile ourselves with the king's meat. So, so they ate pulse and water for 10 days. And the word of the Lord says that, the word of the Lord says that in the end, their countenance fared better and they were wiser than, than, than those of, of the king's court. And they were in exile. They weren't, they weren't even in their religious setting. They were in exile. They purposed, we're not going to defile ourselves. A little bit later, a little bit later, uh, in chapter 3, the Hebrew boys were told, you've got to worship the idol. Worship the idol. They... Uh, they just simply said, uh, they just simply said, uh, I, I, don't, we're, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, humans, humans are, all humans have three, three responses to stimulus. All humans have it. We all have the same thing. Or we, we all have the, the choice of three options. Um, fight, flight, or freeze. Whenever stimulus comes, we all of us do one of the three. We we fight, we flight, or we freeze. And um, I could go around this church today, and I could, 
I could say your your I could look at individuals and say your response is is a fight. Your your response is flight. Your response is freeze. We all do that. So whatever stimulus comes to us, each of us do one of those those three things. So and, and, and we need them all. We need them all. They're all part. God created us all that way. Uh, my, my natural instinct is, is uh, my first. I don't pick a fight, but neither do I back down from one. Why are you laughing? Lord, the woman that thou gavest me. And in your marriages, you have it. You know your husband or your spouse. You know what they are. Some some people they just freeze. They don't. And and the flight and the freeze drive the fight crazy. We wanna we wanna fight about this. We wanna resolve this. And the flight and freeze are they're somewhere else. And neither neither will, neither will anyone understand the other. It's 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 important. It's impossible. It's impossible. Okay? It's impossible. But to the fighters, we can get in trouble because there are some battles that belong to the Lord. They belong to the Lord. And the fight takes place on our knees. On our knees. And uh, so I don't know what the personality of the Hebrew boys were, and I don't know what the personality of Daniel was. But what I do know is that they just, they just were just not going to, to you know, bow to this worship. Uh, and it, it landed them, it landed them in the, in the uh, fiery furnace. How many are familiar with this story? It landed them in the fiery furnace. But their attitude was, we know, we know it, we, it's going to land us in the fiery furnace. And if it's God's will for us to die in the furnace, so be it. We'll die in the furnace. And, um, and if it's not, there isn't, a fire, it, there isn't a fire that can harm us. And so they went in the fiery furnace. Uh, Daniel, Daniel was a man of prayer. And uh, so they got the king all riled up, and he signed a decree. If you pray, you're, you're going to the lion's den. And so the Bible says that instantly Daniel went to his upper room, opened his window, and we don't know what his prayer was. We don't know all that he prayed. But the Bible says that he opened his window, he knelt down, and he prayed, giving thanks to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Giving thanks to God. What was he thankful for? I don't, I don't know. The Bible doesn't say what he was thankful for. But all we know is that three times a day, Daniel prayed. And so it seemed that the theme or the custom of his prayer was giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to God. Giving thanks to God. Can I encourage you this morning that in our prayer times, 
especially in this season of your life, why don't we just let the overriding theme be thankfulness? It got Daniel out of the lion's den. It got Daniel out of the lion's den. Because there are some fights that we cannot take care of. Daniel could not handle those lions. But God can handle the lions. God can close the mouths. God can walk into a fiery furnace and hang out with three Hebrew boys. And the old king could look in there and say, Come over here. Didn't we put three in there? Why do I see another one? And that one's like unto the Son of God. I'm going to tell you and ask you a question this morning. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. What, 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 what? Oh, my. Amen. Hungry, hungry, hungry for, hungry for a revelation of God in this world. Esther was focused on purification. Sister Farrell, come. I think I've probably offended people today. And that was not my heart nor my attention. Esther focused on purification. At the end, all of these had God's favor. And they turned the kingdoms to God. And they turned nations to God. I'm talking to you about the power of the church. What the church needs is the anointing and favor of God. A revival of souls in these last days. God bless you. Would you stand this morning? Focus. Focus on the church. Focus on the church. Focus on the church. Focus on the blessings of God. The anointing of the Lord. The favor of God. The power of God. The righteousness of the Lord. I want the world to look at you and I and say, wait a minute. They have a different testimony. They have a different testimony. They have a different testimony. They overcome. They overcome the things of this world. They overcame that. Amen. Lord, I, I love you this morning. I love you this morning. I thank you for your hand upon us, Jesus. I thank you for, thank you for your presence today. I thank you for a focus on the spiritual issues today. Pray your blessings upon each one. I love you, Lord, this morning. I love you, Lord, this morning. I love you, Lord, this morning. Hallelujah. I had a minister call me last night, and um, he, he said, I've been in the glory of the Lord. I've been in the presence of God. I've been, I've been, in, the, I've been in the realm of God. And, and he gave me some words that the Lord had given to him. And he says, his, the words were this, we have had a visitation of the angel of the Lord. The chains have been broken. The door has been opened. 
we have passed through the gate, are now walking on the street called Straight, heading for the house of prayer where the glory of the Lord will dispel all doubt, sorrow, and despair. That's where we're at. We're on the verge of a great revival. We're on the verge of a great move of God. We're on the verge of the outpouring of God's Spirit where we're going to see unprecedented souls get ready for heaven. Let's keep our eyes on that today.